0: Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Welcome back to So You Think You Can Fanon where we are going to read SCP today with Matt, Jacob, Sergio, and Kai. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh my dad talks about lower return investments in the background to educate you about finances and proper spending.
1: Oh no. <clears throat> what do we need education?
2: Okay. What are we? Yeah, someone we... argue that I'm too educated.
1: Are you? Me too.
0: Hmm. What are we reading today?
3: So uh, today is the third is the third part of our ongoing series of covering Wilson's Wildlife, we, Wilson's Wildlife Solutions, a group of interest in the SCP Foundation universe that is an anomalous critter rescue. And today we have two things: SCP seven eight one seven and Critter Profile Tiramisu. Uh, this was written by a first time author who decided to um not only make a first SCP but a group of interest format to go along with it.
2: Did you say tiramisu?
3: Tiramisu, yes.
0: It's usually pronounced tiramisu. Tiramisu, yeah.
2: I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the I I'm surprised
0: tiramisu th- as well.
2: I'm. Oh, we have a divide. <laughs> we have a cultural divide.
0: I've only ever heard it pronounced tiramisu, but that could very well be an Americanized version of oh, the Americanized. I, it. I don't it, ever hear, I hear it be
2: it, pronounced. So I hear tiramisu. But you no, know, hmm. it's the same thing.
0: It's it's That's all basically the same thing.
2: thing.
0: All right. Uh, well, so we've already read a couple of these. It sounds like they're pretty fun to read from the for the most part.
2: Except yes. the are... for the ones that are sad. That's true. But
1: they're still fun. Hmm. They're wholesome well, even when they're sad.
0: Are they sad because the animals are are having a hard time? Yes. Sad. All right. Well. As is the usual, I'll be the narrator. Uh, who wants to be an interviewer and a doctor and an a- oh, wait, let's see, uh, there's a doctor, an agent. Uh, there's another doctor.
3: So there's Doctor doc- there's, there's Dr. Earhart, Agent Webb, and Doctor Doyle.
0: Yeah, there's two doctors and an agent. So which I'll ones? use
2: Doctor be Doyle because that's a funny little name. Okay. I'll be I the will be, agent,
3: and I'll be Doctor Earhart because it's Doctor Margaret Earhart, which means it's a girl, which means I have yes, to do you yes. have to do right. it.
0: SCP seven eight one seven containment class heater disruption class Vlam risk class notice level one unrestricted access. All instances of SCP-717817 are to be contained in a single indoor enclosure at site 104. Instances are to be counted daily to ensure that none have breached. Newborn instances are to be fitted with microchips. Foundation web crawlers are to monitor social media for reports of public exposure to the entity's anomalous properties. If any reports are found, they are to be removed, and Class A amnestics are to be administered to individuals who have interacted with SCP-7817. Additionally, contained instances of the entity are to be counted immediately to determine whether a breach has occurred. If a breach is confirmed, recovery of the instances is not considered a priority. If all contained instances of SCP-7817 are accounted for, agents are to investigate the wilderness surrounding the incident or uncontained instances. Research into additional containment measures is ongoing. SCP-7817 is an anomalous species of mammal. With instances resembling various members of the family Mustilidae. Most instances resemble members of the genus Mustella, particularly the stoat, Mustella erminiae. I'm going to butcher these as hard as I can, hope you know. The black footed ferret, Mustella nigrips, the European mink, Mustella or the domestic ferret, Mustella furo. However, a few instances resemble members of other genera, including the marbled polecat, Vormella pedagusna, the Saharan, the is that supposed to be Saharan? Because it reads Saharan, yes, Saharan, Sarahin. striped polecat, Ictonyx libycus, or Libicus. Polecat? and the same Martes zibellina, polecat, the polecat. Yeah, look it up. That, that goes hard. Yeah, it's the polecat. Don't you know? <clears throat> instances of SCP 7817 generally behave like their non anomalous counterparts, engaging in very similar hunting, play, and reproductive habits. Instances are highly social, preferring to live in a single large community and expressing distress when forcefully separated. Additionally, instances rarely display territorial aggression, even when introduced to non anomalous ferrets. Once per day, on average, all instances of SCP 7817 will gather in an open area. Elders and kits will sit at either side of the designated area, watching as the remaining members gather in several rows sorted by height. Once arranged, the instances will engage in an elaborate series of leaping and flailing motions for several minutes, resembling a behavior known as the Weasel War Dance, which Kits will occasionally imitate from the side, but they will never join the rows mid-event. Once these events have ended, SCB7817 instances will return to their normal behavior. That goes hard. anomalous mammal species trait is an ability to pass through solid matter. This process can take anywhere from 3 seconds to 5 minutes. It generally begins with an instance digging at a barrier before slowly pushing its body through until it has vanished entirely. Even when passing through a thin barrier, the instance will never exit until its entire body has entered the barrier. Notably, the instant will not necessarily directly to the other side of a barrier that it happens to enter. Instead, it may exit through a piece of solid matter completely disconnected from the one it entered. It is currently unknown how far it can travel in this manner. On occasion, individual instances of the SCP will breach containment, typically entering human homes and businesses to steal small objects and return with them to their containment chamber. So far, all breaching instances have returned to containment. Addendum 1. Site Director Emily Meekins scheduled a meeting for 4 7 2022 with Project Head Margaret Earhart to discuss SCP 7817's containment. However, Agent Calvin Webb requested to conduct the meeting instead as part of an ongoing investigation into another anomaly. Interviewed Dr. Margaret Earhart, Interviewer Agent Calvin Webb. Excerpt opens with Dr. Earhart entering the office of Dr. Meekins, Director Meekins, and finding Agent Webb sitting at her desk.
1: Oh hello. Hello, Dr. Earhart. I'm Agent Calvin Calvin Webb. I can't even say my own name right. Sorry for the surprise, but I'll be filling in for the director today.
0: Dr. Earhart takes a seat.
1: I see. Are are you familiar with the SCP-7817
3: situation?
0: I read the
1: file.
3: Oh, the file isn't up to date. Risa has a backlog right now. I think the whole department is dealing with some sort of categorization crisis. Please see SCP-6727. Whatever it is, it is beyond my clearance. Didn't Director Meekins send you my latest
1: observations? It never made it to my desk. What's the latest then? Have you stopped 7817's breaches? Not entirely, but we've had some
3: great success in mitigating them. Ever since I began introducing the types of things they like to steal to their containment
1: chamber, breaches have decreased by 90%. I don't see why you shouldn't be able to stop them entirely. A single reality anchor should do the trick.
3: We did some testing with an SRA, and it made no noticeable difference. They're slippery little critters. In fact, it turns out 7817's Hume levels remain stable, even when they display their anomalous trait. Their LN vital energy is normal, too, though they do display slightly elevated Akiva radiation.
1: Is that the cause of their anomalous trait? We need further
3: testing to be sure. We only had the testing equipment for the day, but I doubt it. When I say slightly, I mean no higher than a religious human. All of this was in the reports that I sent to the director, by the way, and in the updated file in Rice's backlog. I think it's evidence that 7817 are more intelligent than non-anomalous mustelids. Perhaps they even have religious beliefs.
1: You think they're intelligent?
3: It's hard to say, but maybe. Their vocalizations are more varied than ordinary ferret dukes, and with the way they position things they steal isn't like ordinary stashing. They erase them carefully and in the open. Not to jump to conclusions, of course, but it makes me think of somebody displaying art.
1: Art? Huh. Do you like art, Dr. Earhart? Pardon? Do you like art? Do you go to museums?
3: On occasion, I suppose. Anyways, I was actually planning to talk to the director about some further changes to 7817's containment. I think a large enclosure with an outdoor section would be beneficial, but I realize there are some budgetary considerations, and we aren't exactly a high priority.
1: Do you find the Foundation's bureaucracy frustrating?
3: I suppose, but it's understandable. Some departments are dealing with world-ending stuff. These are just a bunch of mischievous weasels. I just wish I could do more for them. Like what? A larger enclosure, more freedom. Tiramisu, I mean, scp Seven Eight One Seven Fifty Seven has adrenal disease, and the paperwork to get her treatment is taking forever. Do you know how many forms I have to fill out just to bring in some new enrichment or to change their food? They aren't getting the care they need, and to be honest, I don't really see why we need to contain them if they aren't dangerous.
1: The Foundation's job is to maintain normalcy.
3: Well, that's just nonsense in the end, isn't it? I mean, normalcy is just what the Foundation says it is. They decide what needs to be contained and make up a reason for
1: it. You don't believe the Foundation's work is important?
3: Oh, it's certainly important. It's the only reason any of us are alive right now. But there's no reason the Foundation should make it so
1: difficult to give a carnivore animal protein instead of pea protein. Have you been in contact with the Serpent's Hand or the Chaos Insurgency? Of course not. I would never... Wait... Is this an interrogation? How would you describe your religious and political views? Are you with the internal security department? No, I'm with the Department of Multi-Universal Affairs. What? What does Multi-Universal Affairs have to do with any of this?
0: Agent Webb stands, looking down at Dr. Earhart.
1: You said these weasels are intelligent, right? then they're most likely smart enough to understand actions and consequences. Whenever one of those things breaches, wait for it to return to containment and then kill it in front of its friends. After five or six deaths, I'm sure they'll get the message. I would never. The Foundation protects anomalies. We are the GOC. If the Foundation can't contain an anomaly, we decommission it. Besides, there are 146 instances of 78 one seven killing a few doesn't break the foundation's policy of protection. You can't make me do this Not now maybe but once our department's discovery reaches the o5 council, I'll be given full authority over you and the scp
0: By order of the overseer council the following file is level four slash seven eight one seven classified Unauthorized access is forbidden. Addendum 2. On 4822, the Department of Multi Universal Affairs released a report containing observations of an unclassified anomaly to Director Emily Meekins. An excerpt has been included here due to its connection to Dr. Margaret Earhart and SCP 7817. Department of Multi Universal Affairs Discovery Report. On one 22 the Department of multi Affairs was made aware of an anomalous series of events occurring across several universes. Unlike SCP-5492, another transtemporal Enochian-class SCP anomalous entity, SCP-7817 is not all-encompassing and will only occur under certain circumstances. Currently, it appears that if the anomaly is present in a universe, the following facts will be true. If the anomaly is absent, none of these facts will be true. An iteration of the individual known in this universe as Dr. Margaret Earhart will be born. While this individual is not known as Margaret Earhart in every universe, she will continue to be referred to as such within this document until a proper SCP designation is assigned. Margaret Earhart will be female. If a universe's Margaret Earhart is assigned male at birth, she will transition prior to employment with the Foundation. Margaret Earhart will become an employee of the Foundation. The anomaly is only present in universes in which the Foundation exists. SCP-7817 will be contained by the Foundation, and the designation SCP-7817 is not used to refer to this anomaly in every universe. In this document, SCP-7817 refers to the collection of anomalous mustelids, which receives that designation in this universe. In universes in which SCP-7817 exists but is not contained by the Foundation, Dr. Margaret Earhart will not exist, and the anomalous events will not occur. Margaret Earhart will become part of SCP-7817's research team. The following event has not yet occurred in every universe in which the anomaly is present, but due to its prevalence, it is currently believed that it is part of the anomaly and will eventually occur in each universe exhibiting the anomaly. That is, Margaret Earhart will defect from the Foundation, leading to the loss of custody of the entity. This defection can take many forms, but always includes Margaret Earhart assisting another group of interest. Most instances will work with the Serpent's Hand, the Chaos Insurgency, the Mana Charitable Foundation, or Are We Cool Yet? However, individual instances have been Sean's observed working. Right with now. If Sean were here, he'd be pogging. He'd be pogging real hard. <laughs> individual instances <laughs> have been observed working with much less prolific groups such as SCP-2085, Dream City, or a newly formed group assembled by an instance. In addition to the loss of the entity, the defection may result in one of the more of the following. rival groups of interest gaining access to Foundation intelligence or technology, loss of funding or political influence, destruction of Foundation property, breaches of other SCPs, death or injury of Foundation personnel, broken masquerade scenarios, CK class reality restructuring scenarios, IK class collapse of global civilization scenarios, XK class end of the world scenarios can also occur. Research, into the cause of this anomaly, is ongoing. But due to the threat it poses, investigation into the communications and loyalty of Dr. Margaret Earhart is to begin immediately.
2: Damn, Margaret is a bitch.
0: Yes, perhaps.
1: No, she's saving the weasels and ferrets. Is is, is it it, worth destroying the the world, world, potentially?
0: Yes.
2: See, Matt and I just had a discussion about the end of The Last of Us, and I feel like this is the same discussion.
0: Mm, I don't really think this is the same discussion at all. Not like the not we nah, the, we, the, weasel, weasel, the weasels not
2: like are Ellie. Ellie. The weasels are Ellie, and the foundation are the fireflies.
0: I don't think and that works at all, though. No, it works. It works Joel, because I'm right. Ellie couldn't save the. Okay.
2: It's, it's not the same three. situation. No, I'm right
0: because he, I he should get, he's fart-lighting us. Sergio. You haven't
1: even read the whole SCP.
2: Yeah, yeah, but
0: I'm so still right, though. No. <clears throat> Addendum 3. On 4 twenty two. doctor Margaret Earhart filed a complaint with the Ethics Committee regarding the behavior of Agent Calvin Webb. Ethics Committee Representative Dr. Alexandra Doyle scheduled a meeting with Agent Webb for 6 3 Begin excerpt.
2: Well, I've looked over the paperwork from the Department of Multiversal Affairs, and I have to say, I don't see any reason to panic. You don't see any reason to panic? She's destroyed multiple worlds. No, she hasn't. Other people who share some traits with her have, but our Margaret Earnhardt isn't a part of an apocalyptic cult or an extremist political group. She's just a biologist. She isn't capable of causing an XK class event.
1: We can't be certain of that. Biologists are very powerful.
2: You've been investigating her, haven't you? Have you found any ties to dangerous groups? Has she accessed anything above her clearance? Has she ever even broken Foundation policy, aside from giving nicknames to a few weasels?
1: You don't understand. It doesn't matter what she's been like in the past. If my department's conclusions are correct, she's going to cause harm to the Foundation,
2: however unlikely it may seem. What exactly does Multiversal Affairs think this anomaly is? Do you think she's pataphysically entangled in the series of events?
1: That's one possibility we were considering. Could also be the actions of an extra-dimensional entity with a vendetta against the Foundation, or a rival organization capable of interdimensional contact. There could be any number of cases.
2: What about SCP-7817? They're clearly connected in some way, and we already know they're anomalous. It's not about the weasels. This anomaly centers
1: around Dr. Earhart, not them. They're simply tangentially connected in the same way
2: Dr. Earhart's parents are. But well, regardless of the cause, the conclusion is that Dr. Earhart is going to turn against the Foundation, even if we try to prevent it.
1: Other universes have tried firing her, killing her, showing her SCP-2140. Something always prevents it.
2: Then why threaten 7817? What's that supposed to achieve?
1: In other universes, her actions vary widely. When I started investigating her, I was hoping to find some sign of what form her betrayal would take, but like you said, there's nothing to be found, so I tried to goad her into desperate action by threatening something she cares about. But she didn't contact Serpent's Hand or join a Gamers Against Weed chat group. She just filed a complaint with HR. I don't think she even imagines herself turning against the Foundation. I don't like playing the bad guy, but I don't know what else to do. When I started this investigation, I knew I wasn't going to be able to prevent her from defecting, but I thought I would get some of some idea. Man, I can't read today. I thought I would get some idea of what she's going to do and maybe mitigate some of the damage. But it's been months and I've got nothing. Meanwhile, almost every day I see a new report from my department. Of another foundation losing lives or having its history re- rewritten or being re-written. wiped out of existence altogether because of these events.
2: I think you should take a vacation. Is that supposed to be a joke? I'm serious. You've been working at this for months. What are the chances that Dr. Earhart ends the world in the next week? I'll fill out the paperwork and you get a paid trip anywhere in the world you want. Trust me, this whole mess will seem a lot less overwhelming when you get back. I can't just. Trust me.
0: End excerpt on 6322. Addendum 4. On 61022, Dr. Margaret Earhart <laughs> initiated a containment breach of SCP 7817 with the assistance of an unknown group timeline of events has been included below well, literally a week it was literally one week we knew it at 0620 dr Earhart arrives on site removing a large cardboard box and backpack from her car three minutes later a truck of unknown origin arrives at the outer gate site 104 at 0628 dr Earhart enters the containment chamber of scp 7817 over the next several minutes, she privately speaks with each of her assistants, sending each on a different errand. The truck stops one minute later at the loading dock. A guard approaches the driver. The driver claims to have arrived for a scheduled transportation of SCB 7817. The guard checks the schedule and finds no record of any plans to transport it. The discussion continues for several minutes. At 0641, Dr. Earhart removes a large number of foldable pet carriers from the box and backpack. The SCP-7817 instances gather around her, and she begins to place them in the carriers, putting approximately five instances per carrier. Despite their past behavior, when confined, none of the instances attempt to leave their carriers. Four minutes later, researcher Kemp passes the loading dock and is called over by the guard. When questioned, he claims to be unaware of any plans to transport the entities. When asked for a point of contact, the driver names Dr. Earhart. Researcher Kemp calls Dr. Earhart, who, after some hesitation, claims the Department of Multi-Universal Affairs ordered the transfer. When asked why he was sent away, Dr. Earhart explains that Agent Webb ordered the transfer to be secret and is told to take the rest of the day off. Six minutes later, the guard calls the Department of Multi-Universal Affairs, who confirms that Agent Webb is investigating an anomaly connected to SCP-7817 and that further information is above the guard's clearance. The truck is allowed to remain while the driver and five passengers exit and make their way to SCP-7817's containment chamber. Approximately eight minutes later, the truck's truck's occupants arrive at SCP-7817's containment chambers. Dr. Earhart has not finished placing all of the entities' instances into carriers, but she directs the new arrivals to the filled carriers and continues working while the others collect the carriers and make their way back to the truck. Another six minutes later, Dr. Earhart finishes placing all of the entities into carriers. She crouches by them, speaking to the instances in a soothing voice, though they do not appear to be anxious. Five minutes later, returning to the truck, the group loads the SCP-7817 instances into the back. The driver remains with the truck while the passengers make their way back to the containment chamber. Eight minutes later, the passengers arrive at the containment chamber along with Dr. Earhart, collect the remaining carriers, and make their way back towards the truck. At 0723 in the hallway, the group encounters Dr. Director Meekins. The director asks what they're doing and Dr. Earhart again claims the Department of Multi-Universal Affairs ordered the transportation of the entities. The director expresses confusion and asks Dr. Earhart to come to her office to confirm the order, but another researcher approaches her to report an SCP-4968-C instance injuring several personnel and Director Meekins departs with the researcher to attend to the issue. At 0727, the group returns to the truck and loads the remaining instances. Dr. Earhart enters the truck with the rest of the passengers, and they depart without incident. At 0733, the truck exits the outer gate of Site 104. Investigations into the nature of the unknown group are ongoing. Addendum 5. On 6-13-22, Agent Webb initiated an unscheduled meeting with Dr. Doyle. Excerpt begins.
1: What did you do? What do you mean? You signed in at Site-104 three days before Dr. Earhart stole the SCP. I checked the security cameras, and while you never spoke to her directly, you did briefly pass her in the hall. As you did so, you slipped a piece of paper into her purse. <sighs>
2: Alright, I'll come clean. I gave her the contact information of someone who would help her escape with 7817. After everything I told you,
1: why would you do that?
2: Your method of dealing with the anomaly was good. Knowing that the betrayal was inevitable, investigating Dr. Earhart and anticipating her actions was the best way to mitigate any damage she would cause. I just took things a step further, guiding her into a situation which fulfilled the requirements of the anomaly and prevented any more of its dangerous effects.
1: But you realize that by doing that, you've basically betrayed the Foundation yourself. Our job is to contain anomalies, SCP-7817 included.
2: I'm with the Ethics Committee. Our entire job is to oppose the Foundation when they make the wrong choice. This may be a little more underhanded than the way we usually do things, but I've risked my career in larger ways. There are some highly influential doctors who don't like being told, no, you can't do that. I won't be an accessory to this. I am required to report your actions.
1: I wouldn't expect you to do anything else. Of course, technically speaking, adding a log to SCP-7817's file, explaining your actions does constitute reporting it.
2: I suppose it does, though I can't imagine many people are going to bother reading so deep into the file of some harmless weasels.
1: Not when there's CK class events to prevent.
0: Ha ha ha. I didn't want to say both the you would do. <laughs> we did not
2: disappoint. I, I, read, I read it in my mind and it just completely didn't comprehend, to be honest. <laughs> the Same thing happened to me. So <laughs> did, we, did were too, we, we were just gonna give it a there. second shot. Or are we are we good with the with the fucking Titus laugh from Final Fantasy X? <laughs> we're we're good. <laughs> good with us being psychopaths.
1: It's fine. Uh <laughs> But I have to ask,
2: who is she working with? I think I'd prefer to keep that off the file. But if you go looking, I imagine you won't have much trouble finding them. Dun, dun, dun! Profile. Hyperlink! 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 Terra,
0: Terra Misu, species, Mostella foundationi, synchronized weasel, primary well, caretaker.
2: Well, hold on.
0: Huh? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: We have to discuss. We we do have to discuss. We do have to discuss.
0: Okay,
1: Jake, what did you think about all those hyperlinks?
0: (laughs) Jacob was dying. I could feel it.
2: Um, I hate hyperlinks. I wish you could just hyperlinks. I love love footnotes. I love footnotes. I think if you replace the hyperlinks, except for the last one, obviously, with a footnote, that just gives you like a two-sentence explanation of what the fuck the thing is. So I don't have to be like, what was it, fucking SCP-2120? You know what they should do?
3: Yeah, but also hyperlink increases readership.
0: You know what they should do? They should have every page have a separate author-created hyperlink footnote so that when a hyperlink to another SCP... You can just mouse over it, and it shows you what the footnote of that se is that's written. You could put
2: the hyperlink on the in the footnote.
0: Yeah, I've done that. So if you click
2: on
1: if you click on the footnote, it takes you to the page. But if you just hover over it,
2: then you see it's almost like footnotes are there to explain things. And so, if you need to source your explanation say another article you can put it in the footnote but we've got to be like tv trumps i'm the nitpickiest motherfucker on the planet when it comes to writing sergio is my witness so you know that i'm passionate about this
3: like in um that's why i asked in scp 7 7233 that i wrote uh, the Anomaly says, this is the remnants of a destroyed Saurian craft. And I footnoted Saurian, and it says, see SCP-7091 for more details on the Saurian collective. It has the hyperlink if they want to go read uh, B is for Bloodborne, which is the, the, the thing that's linking to.
1: That's the way to do it. Maybe.
2: That but otherwise, it.
1: thoughts? I I really
3: enjoyed this. This, uh... I, I loved the use of, um... Uh, this went well. What I'm trying to say this thing went directions that I wasn't expecting that, and I always love that. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in in writing, when that's done well, this feels
0: like because a very seriously written article. That's I think that's that's probably what you like. It was about good,
2: it. I enjoyed it. Go on, Sergio. That's sorry. my review.
3: Cause like the uh like the reveal that that that, that he's with the Department of Multi Universal Affairs and you're like what 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 are you what and then what and then you doing? read that the anomaly isn't really about the ferrets it's about uh Margaret Earhart which I'm glad they mentioned Gamers Against Weed in this because <laughs> when they said she was joining other groups of interest I just imagined a terminally online leftist version of her that joined up with Gamers Against Weed
1: oh yeah. <laughs> See, that one just goes without saying, since she's saving a bunch of ferrets. Yes. Like, that one's implied.
0: And then explicitly confirmed.
1: Yes. I'd also like
3: to imagine yes, I... there's a... Mar. There- Sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, go
3: ahead. I, I was going to say, a ver- ver- version of Margaret that joined up with Greaseburger Incorporated and not only stole the ferrets, <laughs> but now sells fast food.
0: Do you think there's a version of her that had to go join Alligator Wendy's?
1: We can't yeah. spoil it yet.
0: Oh, Sergio, censor that out. Censor that out.
3: Well, we we don't... We, it's teased at the end of Chugwater
0: Frogman. Yeah, Alligator we Wendy's coming it. soon. <laughs> I I thought it was great. I think the absolutely ridiculous attention to detail in this article despite the fact that it's about a bunch of fucking like anomalous weasels that are harmless is so funny to me that adds a layer of comedy to it that i think is really really excellent because the fact that she's like the core entity is, is a really great twist but also the fact that it's still just super well written super serious about the weasels also makes it a lot funnier that's that's my favorite brand of SCP humor is when they're describing in the driest, most professionally dry way possible. This extremely cute little critter that does that just phases through things.
2: Just That's a it. little cr- l- law creature. Uh,
0: in the words of the Internet, it's just a little guy who's just uh, a little guy. It's just a little guy.
2: And speaking of a uh, small man.
0: Are we going to talk about one of the small men?
2: And no, we're gonna up, put yeah. in, and we're gonna do an ad break, right now. Whoop. Well, hey guys, welcome back to cockenspielin'.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you beat the
1: meat and schlapin'.
0: No. Meat and schlapin'. versus vanglin'.
2: So what are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> Not well, any
1: just, of that. We're talking
2: about
0: cute say, animals. <laughs> th-
1: there will be no covered jerkin on the podcast.
2: <laughs> cool. No, no covering. No no. No meeting, slapping on the podcast.
0: and slapping.
3: Uh, they have no. They have they, the audience. Is, is has no idea what we were talking about when we were. Uh... <laughs> That's okay. Oh, they, don't need that to.
2: they
0: don't need to.
1: Nope. But they do need to know what we're mm.
0: reading next. Yes. Which yes. Is critter
1: profile, Rich. Tiramisu.
0: Yes. Critter profile, Tiramisu. Name, Tiramisu. Species, Mostella Foundationi, synchronized weasel. Diet, high protein, prescription cat food, and a small amount of salmon oil as a treat, with the primary caretaker, Sally Maxwell. Margaret Earhart, housed at Wilson's Wildlife Center Progressive Care Enclosure until her rehabilitation is complete. You're probably wondering, what in the world is a synchronized weasel? Well, we're afraid Tara Misu can't answer that on her own, but once she's back with her friends, we're sure she'll be happy to show you because this rare species of Mustelid loves to perform. Every day they get together and showcase their talents with an elaborate and perfectly coordinated dance for anyone lucky enough to witness. And trust us when we tell you, their choreography is quite a sight to behold but the talents of Terramasu and her friends aren't limited to dancing these crafty critters can squeeze through anything and we mean anything there's no barrier thick enough to keep them out and what's more when they squeeze their way into something solid they might squeeze their way out somewhere completely different even miles away this makes them the scourge of party stores and stage managers everywhere as they have a knack for stealing streamers confetti makeup and costumes and using it all to decorate their homes the supervisors were caring for a whole community of synchronized history. weasels for a time yes I history yes history the history of them
1: history
2: history
0: history
1: so what not said history yet he's not getting I, I, get,
2: I get it I know, I know why i know why because <laughs> it's women's month and it's it's her story guys <laughs> happy women's month everybody it's her story
0: Happy women's <clears throat> month.
2: Continue, Matt. But the weasels
0: weren't quite able to give them all... Well, we weren't able to give them all the care that the weasels needed, so their primary caretaker, Margaret Earhart, contacted us to find them a new arrangement. We got her set up on a little farm a few miles away. Oddly, the transfer involved a lot less paperwork than the supervisors usually like, but since no one's come knocking, we assume they're satisfied with the arrangement. But poor Terramisu needed some special attention. She'd been hit with a double whammy of adrenal disease and insulinoma. So we're caring for her here for a time until she's fully recovered. A few members of our terrestrial team have been visiting Margaret to assist her with veterinary care, and they've absolutely fallen in love with her little friends. In fact, they've insisted we showcase a few of them here.
2: Milk Milk dog. French French soup. Monster Monster cookie.
0: Special needs and accommodations. Deremasu requires prednisone twice daily, fed to her via syringe. Fortunately, she loves the chicken flavor and will happily lap it up with no trouble. We're currently feeding her six times per day until we're certain she's managing her own food intake again. Additionally, her weight is being monitored until it's back to normal. Finally, check the injection site of her deslorelin implant to be sure it's healing properly. That sure is a lot to remember. Now that she's getting her energy back, she's eager to explore. Don't be afraid if she disappears for a bit, she's probably just visiting her friends at Margaret's farm. She hates to be a show. In fact, Margaret says she's been joining in again. We'll take that as a sign of her recovery. Notes about Tiramisu. Tiramisu and her friends have a secret. What is it? Well, we're not sure, but they've given Margaret a hint. We'll let her explain it in her own words. Margaret. Margaret.
3: I went... I went out to check on the weasels this morning and found them all gathered at the wall of their enclosure, carrying their treasures with them as they squeezed through. For a moment, I panicked. Did they not like it here? Was I failing them in some way? But they were just squeezing to the other side of the wall, not reappearing miles away. So I followed them. They ran into the woods, trailing streamers and colorful strips of fabric behind them. Flan and Cheesecake both stopped at the tree line to wait for me, inviting me to join them. It was a beautiful day. Nice and cool. Bright, but not too sunny. I saw Dud dragging a big eyeshadow palette. And I picked it up for him. He hopped around my feet for a bit before running ahead. Eventually, we reached a hill as we climbed. I felt the ground rising and falling slowly as if something was breathing. The weasels must have felt that too because they became very excited. A lot of them began duking as they bounded up the hill. When we reached the top, they were already setting up. They'd hung streamers from trees and surrounded the top. and They were they were already setting up. They'd hung... Oh, I read, yeah, sorry. They hung streamers from the trees and surrounded a large circle with confetti and clothing, making a sort of stage. I set down the palette and a bunch of them gathered around, rubbing their faces in the eyeshadow until they were brightly colored as their decorations. Tiramisu was among them. She's looking great, by the way. I can already see her fur starting to regrow. Then they gathered in their lines. Every single one of them joined this time. Even Sunday, who I think is the oldest of the group. He spends most of his time sleeping, but today he came out as energetic as a kid. I could see that they were about to do their dance, but why come out here? Why put in so much extra effort today? I got my moment later, answer a moment later. In front of the stage, the hill open, opened up, and at this point it becomes difficult to describe what I saw in words. I'll do my best to explain, but forgive me if it doesn't make any sense. I don't mean it opened like a sinkhole. I think it's more of a dimensional anomaly. A physicist might be able to explain it better than me. It wasn't a hole exactly. It's more like we were the hole and it was bigger than everything, even though it was only about four feet in diameter. If I would describe what it looked like in the most literal sense, I would say it was a bunch of swirling colors, but I guess everything we see is a bunch of swirling colors. What I was really seeing was myself. I don't mean looking into a mirror, though, more like looking at my hand or like I was my hand and looking... and. Or like, I was my hand and I was looking at my face. Can you imagine what that would be like, realizing that you're an appendage of something much larger and more complex than you can imagine? To put it mildly, it was disorienting. The weasels didn't seem bothered, though. I could see the excitement on their faces. They began their dance, performing with even more enthusiasm than usual. They used to only dance when no one was around. Then they started doing it for me and later for you. They don't just want an audience. They want an audience who appreciates them, I think and they must have felt like this thing was the true connoisseur of weasel dances. When they finished, the audience made, not a sound exactly, but something I can best describe as a sound. Let's just say it was an applause. If it was a word, it would have been bravo, I think. Then it closed up, and the hill stopped pulsing. The weasels all started chasing each other around and playing as they usually do. Then I helped them gather up their decorations, and we made our way back to the farm. What does it all mean? I have no idea. It might be connected to some drama with my former employer. The real question, I think, is what happens when a hand realizes its every action is controlled by a brain that's connected to it, but far away from it. Does the hand resent the brain? For my part, I'm happy that I get to be who I am. I can't imagine something I'd rather do than take care of these creatures. Quite the mi- oh, you can get that.
0: Quite the mystery, isn't it? But we're certainly happy that this strange audience enjoyed the show. Congratulations on a great performance, tiramisu and friends. We have a uh, name, tiramisu, milk, the French silk and monster cookie with the authors of, is that ju What How do I pronounce this?
1: These are the authors of the pictures. Yeah. You don't need to read pictures. this. Okay. Even oh. though it's important. Thank you for the pictures. They're very cute.
2: Or they, or they named them. It's, it could be either. I don't know. I don't know
0: but uh quite fun
2: I like that that was fun well we have like 20 minutes I'd say do we want to pull out another one
3: hmm I think mm-hmm. I was reading another one unless you guys want to wrap up here
2: I think we should I think we should pull out one more what do you think Bert? sure we'll do one more and you know what you know what we'll speaking do short of Burt why don't we do Bartholomew We already did Bartholomew. We did. I wasn't there for that. Yeah, you weren't
1: there for that. You gotta go back and listen to it. It was great. How about Big Blue? I don't think we did that
0: one.
2: Well, this one looks interesting. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Spontaneous. Spontaneous.
2: All right. This is written by Fish to the Twelve. Is that how you say the username? I already posted it, Sergio.
1: I didn't notice. Yes. Sorry. Fish to the 12th power. What
0: the hell is this?
1: Oh, I also wanted to point something out from the last article. I didn't know what duking was, so I had to look it up. I think it's just like noises, like chittering uh-huh. noises that ferrets mm. make. Hmm. I can't really make the noise, so I'm I'm not going to attempt to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that like that my it's voice is like cracked so badly. man that's so bad that's why i didn't do it <laughs>
2: all right
3: <laughs> i think hold on i want to say i think big blue the the genre of wilson's format that big blue is i think is my favorite um well Matt, why it. don't you tell us what big blue is so the audience <laughs> i don't read what i'm talking about i think Jacob i want to read, read big, big blue, blue. Okay. all right you can read it
2: critter profile big blue name big blue Species. Euclidean right angle cubic. Primary <laughs> <laughs> caretaker. To be determined. Jeremy Philia Architecture. Or diet. Architecture. Any of them will do. The supervisors will help with this one. Housed. Wilson's Wildlife Center. Enclosure 54. Creature features. Big Blue is a special creature. One we've never seen the likes of before. And we've seen a lot. Big Blue is an ambient shade of sky blue, except we haven't really nailed down the exact shade. The supervisor said something about extrasensory colors that we haven't evolved to see, but that just makes Big Blue even more special. Big Blue enjoys being incorporeal and passes through objects as if they weren't there. When they're sleepy, they'll slowly float down, entering the ground, and we'll lose track of Big Blue. Don't worry. They always come back. Although the picture makes Big Blue look huge, that's not actually their only size. Big Blue can change how big or small they are and prefers being about the size of a Rubik's Cube, although they like to compete against other box-shaped objects. Before eating, they'll grow until they're as big as the thing they're eating. Besides that, Big Blue isn't too excitable and likes to take it slow. When they're not eating or playing, they'll slowly bounce around the room like a screensaver. Wonderful. Picture. Tiny mode. The supervisors found Big Blue while investigating the disappearance of a few houses in California. People found themselves seeing Blue. And then, without a home. Quite the shocking ordeal, and quite a lot of angry people. Seeing as the property tax of California ain't nothing to scoff at. seeing Seeing as Oregon was next door to the good old Golden State, the supervisors trucked Big Blue over in the middle of the night and left us the truck in Blue. We've been hitting it off ever since. Fun fact, the supervisors let us figure out exactly what Big Blue was about, and seeing as this was the first real scientific work they let us do, we weren't about to fail. Plus, it was our chance to get down and dirty with a bona fide new species. Plus, our animal know-how, put our animal know-how to to the test. So, is the supervisors the foundation? Is that the implication? I think so. Because they mentioned the supervisors in the last last page as well.
0: Yeah,
2: probably. I think it's just the people who run Wilson's. hmm maybe well wilson runs wilson's and they refer in another one we read they referred to wilson as wilson so that's my guess i'm guessing and i'm never wrong so special needs and accommodations big blue loves architecture and it doesn't matter too much what they eat but they eat a lot well that's not too much of a problem finding old houses to give to big blue they'll still eat every month or so It seems the quality of the building and the size of the house has to do with how long Big Blue will last before the next meal. That's why we got the supervisors to build castles every now and then. Stone is both heavy and beautiful. Yeah, just a whole ass of (laughs) European castle. Just to eat it. Seeing as we've got a lot of chiseling tools to play around with, that way, we feed Big Blue every couple of years and they'll be satisfied for a long while. Make sure to start building the the cast... Start... Make sure to start building the next castle ahead of time. Also, clean the place. If it's dusty at feeding time, it it'll actually go down in quality, and you'll need to feed Big Blue again soon. Even though we got Big Blue's feeding time down pat just in case you need to tell that they're hungry, they'll start to spin aggressively. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, spin you'll aggressive. know what that looks like. <laughs> you'll know what that looks like when you see it. <laughs> Birdhouses can also be given to Big Blue as a snack provided by the beginners at the local woodworking class. One last thing, and this is very important. Let Big Blue out of their enclosure way before they need to eat, otherwise they'll eat the enclosure. That would release all our critters, and that would be a disaster. Notes about Big Blue. Big Blue loves to be held, but not just with your hands. They don't like hugs too much or butt juts with your hands they don't like hugs too much the name big blue isn't just because they're blue big blue is also a fantastic chess player and regularly beats yuri smirnoff our local grandmaster (laughs) just just they're like we need a we need a name for a smart sounding person yuri looks at desk smirnoff (laughs) i don't know how old fish to the 12th is but i'm assuming that's what happened uh, make sure the chessboard isn't frictiony, otherwise Big Blue will have a hard time pushing the pieces around the board. Big Blue is also a good sport. As mentioned before, Big Blue likes to size up to other box-shaped objects. It's always fun to see Big Blue pushing around other boxes. Big Blue, Big Blue especially likes it when you put a box on a table for them to push off. Make sure there aren't any important boxes near Big Blue's enclosure. Big Blue nearly put the computer out of commission because the console was near a pool of water. Since then, we've filed the edges off boxes although big blue is still wary around them oh email who wants to email i will be the email
1: yeah you'd be be jeremy Jeremy jeremy
2: for fitzgerald from five nights at freddy's
1: yes and i'm sending it to the big blue team three people dear everyone So I was watching over Big Blue here, and it seems not quite as happy as it used to be. They've been moving around a bit more sluggishly than usual, and they weren't even excited to have a snack. I think something's wrong with Big Blue, but in the meantime, I'll keep watching them. You don't have to respond to this one. Later on. Dear everyone, I've basically confirmed it. Big Blue became uninterested in the middle of a game and let their opponent win by a landslide, letting him checkmate a couple turns early big blue won't eat won't play won't even sleep they just lie down not even falling and then there's a picture of big blue phasing into the ground please gather as many people as you can i know none of us are trained in euclidean slash abstract biology but we got to do what we got to do and then uh sent a few days later dear everyone Good job so far, everyone. There are a lot of good ideas. You guys are fantastic. However, bad news. We've tried pretty much everything our brains could come up with, and so far it hasn't been effective. In fact, checkers probably made Big Blue feel even worse. Sorry, Alfred. Big Blue is now moping in the corner of their room. It's time for Desperate Measure Plan B. Who here has a quantum pointer, a ritual starter kit, a 10-field extract, and a fusion battery? If not, we can always drop by three ports for some of the materials. I think Faye keeps the rest of the stuff in the shed. And then like two weeks later, dear everyone, good news. And then there's a picture of uh, Big Blue uh, phasing into Big Red. Another gum creature
2: the chewing gum the cubes are mating
1: the cubes are mating <laughs> yes that's what that is what he happening. didn't want to eat or that. sleep or anything the because of sexual
2: were... tension wait 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 i thought i thought it just like reproduced asexually yeah, what, if it's, it's, a... what if it's it
0: what if it's splitting what if it's splitting i don't know mm. a lot of
2: people i see... think it's sex
3: it... in, in, the, in the discussion seem convinced that it's cube fucking
1: I'm pretty okay. sure it's cube fucking.
3: Uh, according to this comment from Fish, it looks like it—it it, it appears that that's what they're doing.
2: Okay. Actually, he's in the
3: Discord. I could probably shoot him a, uh, yeah, uh, a, a
1: message.
2: One of the, the comments is "It's him to fuck
1: cubes."
2: <laughs>
1: I I, like I liked this. One. I also like
3: I also like tiramisu, but I really I think really I like funny. Big Blue
1: a little more.
0: I I think I liked Big Blue a little Big more, too. Freaking hilarious. Tiramisu had a good yeah. backstory, though.
1: Yes. Yeah. Tiramisu is like good for the story content, you know, and mm-hmm. this one's just good because who doesn't love Euclidean right angle cubes? Hell yeah. Especially when they're awesome. blue.
3: Also uh Jacob uh just you know I asked in the Discord server why you can't join the SCP wiki. Uh nobody can join the SCP wiki right now. They just haven't decided to tell anybody about that, but they plan
2: on it. Well, I see.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Big blue probably ate the server room. Yeah, I oh, agree. Boy. We'll we'll just go with that.
2: Well, is there anything else we want to do? Mm. I think that's Not good really.
1: for now. No, this this was good.
2: No, How do really you fun. like
1: uh, your first Will- Wilson's experience, Matt? It
0: was very, very fun. I. How does it feel
2: to it. have gotten your Will Sussie 8? No. End the episode right now. No, <laughs> i farting. monster.
1: I don't like that you phrase. You don't belong
2: in this world.